Hi, I'm Rui Branco. Welcome to Talking Usework, a podcast brought to you by the Future Labs Project. Talking Usework is a series of 15 podcast interviews to usework experts and practitioners that have a say when it comes to innovation in usework, either because they are using creative methods to empower young people, researching on use trends, or responsible for use policies at international level. Like a shot of inspiration, all of our guests have a unique point of view about how can use workers shake up, upgrade, and innovate on their daily work. Hi everyone. Today we were talking with Ellen Anthony. She's a trend hunter uh, amongst the young generations. And this was really an inspiring talk. Um, we explored how they survey the new trends that are coming up in these new generations. How are young people evolving in their tastes, interests, principles, values? And it was a really insightful conversation and also left me with a lot of questions in my head. We also talked about how can youth workers actually use this information and how can they, how can youth workers be trend hunters themselves? among the young people they work with and the importance of talking to our young people and understanding their world um, and their new interests, their new take on life. So I hope you get as many questions and insights as I did. And for that, let's talk youth work. Welcome to uh, Talking Youth. Today we are a lot online. It's me, Thomas Pecek. Welcome, Thomas. Hello. Rui, who is recording this, and Ellen. And we're actually doing this in three different countries at this moment. So <laughs> let's hope the connection allows us to have this really cool and nice little conversation. So, Ellen, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, we prepared some questions for you, but I, I'm, I'm going to let uh, Thomas start with that. Shoot, Thomas. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we have uh, Alan here today, and uh, let's start with that. What, Alan, is your work about? Because you're doing very interesting things. So, um, yeah, I, um, I've done studies in sociology and in the arts and sort of ended uh, working for Trent Wolves six years ago. And um, from that moment on, I was a very passionate youth researcher. So what we did was basically doing uh, trend research. So not like the usual market research, but really uh, analyzing. I mean, doing uh, in-depth interviews with the avant-garde amongst the next generation. Um, and sort of like seeing how culture was moving, how the values amongst that next generation was um, shaping during the years. Okay, but that, when you say you do the research, uh, and I know that your research is different than the one that most people can imagine under making a research. So what is the difference in, in the work that you do? Um, so what the difference is, is that we don't, I mean, we're not going to tell the people like 60% of the uh, young kids are on Snapchat. It's more about like sort of, Forming um, um, like a, oops, 
uh, for me, like a vision of where we are going and, um, yeah, sort of imagining futures and sort of sketching things that are happening, but that are not quantifiable at this moment yet. Okay. And, and if you should say like, uh, what topics you focus on or, or what are the things that you find out normally about looking for these kids and what's coming uh, so it are changes in their in their values, in what is cool, what they find interesting, how they are behaving uh, with each other, what their aspirations are. So that is like it's like um, yeah, more cultural research. Yeah. Okay, and if you should give some uh, examples, so how is the generation today, or, or how the values are changing? Be more specific. Um, so, so one of the things that I always, um, tell in the beginning of a lecture or whatever is that like, it's so hard to generalize about, uh, the youngsters today. There are as many differences within one generation as in between different generations. So yeah, the diversity is like a one key point and that comes back in many of the trends, uh, that we, um, that that we have discussed with Trent Wolves and that I'm working on uh, now as a freelancer. Um, yeah. An example, for example, uh, an example is like the, the blurred lives uh, trend that is all about like the fact that those youngsters are emancipating from the categorization used by older generations to define the world, to define themselves to define what they are interested in, and in what in what um, in what areas do these blurred lines come up? What are we talking about here? Is it about the jobs or what categories are they running from? Actually, it is it is like I mean, in general, the whole world is becoming much more fluid. Like borders between sectors, between disciplines are blurring, uh, and also in their own lives, we see that of course, uh, adolescence is all about um, self definition, about finding their way, uh, looking who they want, looking out who they want to be. And what we see is that over there, they're like, for example, uh, uh, the best example over there is uh, gender. Like they sort of rebel against the way that uh, genders were defined by previous generations and are like, no, you know, like scientific, it's scientifically proven that a gender is not a binary thing. So why should we work like that? Like, I don't feel uh, like. Uh, like male or female I feel more like in between and then like the kids start like defining themselves as gender neutral or like uh, yeah they talk about like their transgender um journeys and so on and so on and is it is it something that is these blurred lines is it something that is really connected to gender I don't know sexuality only or is it also in other fields I mean, it's also, it's also in other fields. What you, what you see, um, is that they don't want to define themselves, for example, as a trend watcher only, you know, they're like a trend watcher slash artist slash blogger slash, um, uh, football player. Like that slash slash slash. They don't want to like limit, uh, themselves to like one term. So mm-hmm. keeping everything a little bit uh, blurry and fluid and being constantly evolving without defining themselves very clearly is, uh, is, is, yeah, interesting, but also very confusing behavior, for example, uh, for educators or for youth workers, like 
it, I mean, it's, it's very handy to know like who's sitting in front of you and it is already like, so yeah, it makes, it makes, um, like normal interaction. Uh, yeah, some, sometimes a little bit more complicated. Right. I can imagine because actually if I think of, of my own culture as a youth worker, then a lot of times I think that one of my roles is to help young people define themselves. That, that in definition is actually a state of adolescence that they should overcome. Mm-hmm. But telling me, which is very interesting, is that they don't want to overcome. The new generations want to stay in that state of bridge between different worlds um, or, or that, that flexibility between different things. And they don't want to choose one path. So it's very interesting what you're saying because it goes actually against a little bit uh, what sometimes I think my role is as an educator. Mm-hmm. I think it's still uh, your role to support them in their struggle to find themselves, but then also, yeah, to take like, like, yeah, to accept the fact that there is no like end of your work, you know, they will keep on evolving and they will also, yeah, probably always look for people that can support them in that, in that search. It's also like the world, there are so many opportunities nowadays, like for, for, um, yeah, uh, young kids, but also like, uh, older generations, the world moves at such a high pace. So there are constantly like new opportunities, new technologies, new insights. I mean, it would be a shame to define yourself at your, at your 18 years old to then not, to, to then not move anymore. It's also like that flexibility that makes them, for example, very interesting, um, um, at the work floor, very interesting colleagues, uh, people that are like, yeah, um, flexible to, uh, to, to changing, uh, environments. Right. I think that's needed if, if, if the, the change is going at such pace, right? It's needed yeah. to have that skill actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but let me ask you a question. Should we stop talking about a career? Because, uh, uh from the generation of my parents and, and I still feel that, that people expect you to have a career but what I'm seeing now is we'll have multiple careers. Is that it? Um, yeah, just like one big interesting journey and it can go everywhere, you know, like, I mean, I think the sum of all those totally different jobs, you can call that a career and there will be a link most of the time between the different jobs, but it's not like, um, I'm going to be yeah, a teacher and I will only be a teacher the rest of my life. No, that, I think that, yeah, that is over. That is also proven by like, uh, um, quantitative research about like, what are the expectations of the young generation? How many times do they, do they, uh, change jobs? Yeah. They're, they're not that interesting in, uh, interested in like doing the same for the rest of their, uh, their lives. When I talk with some people about <clears throat> these trends and, and with the youth workers, they said like, okay, but that's something which will be here for two years, three years, and then it's going to disappear. Then something else will come. So why should we care? Yeah, so what, what is your opinion about it? Or what is your experience also? How long these things take? If we say it's trend now, it's going to be to the, the trend in three years or in five years or how this works? 
it all depends a little bit on what trends you are looking at. Like, of course, you also have hypes and they come and they go like, I mean, do we have to really research like the hoverboard hype? I, I don't think so. But the way that that um, yeah, that I approach uh, trends is more as like a sociologist, like like sort of like making those those big uh, changes like uh, comprehensible by putting names on them, but it are like really cultural movements and they, and they don't, I mean, the, the blurred life trends for, for example, uh, we have coined that term, uh, more than two years ago. Um, I think two and a half or even three years ago, and it's still v- very relevant. And the thing is also that knowing those trends is very important because they will evolve into something else. And I mean, a trend doesn't just pop up. I mean, every trend has some drivers and that are, that are other trends or like mega trends or like big evolve, evolvements in the world. It's all about like, I mean, um, but it's a bit, a little bit uh, like a difficult thing because you have so many trend watchers and, and there are, um, they all have their own methodology, but the way, what, what I find, uh, I mean, very needed for youth workers is to to understand what like the young people are about these days and what their feelings are, what their struggles are, what their challenges are, what their aspirations are. I think that is that is knowledge that you um, that you need as a youth worker. Okay, and if you can give us then a little bit more of this knowledge. So you talked about the blurred lives. What are what are some other trends which are now? relevant or something you see okay another trend uh, that is very interesting and also like has a lot to do also with that identity definition is that like they approach that i that identity definition in a very hands-on and and in a very brutal way sometimes the super sculpted self uh, is how we call that trend is the way how young people started hacking their computers. Now they're hacking their environment and they hack their own body. So being very experimental in a, in a way, um, with who they are and who they want to be, um, is, um, yeah, sometimes, uh, something to be, uh, yeah, careful with. I'm talking about like those crazy health trends and like the the high intensity interval trainings. Like if you start doing that kind of things at a very young age when you're not fully developed yet, that will have like an an yeah an impact on your body and on the way your body uh, forms the same with, with, um, yeah, other experiments that, that they are doing, uh, experiments with dieting. Um, yeah. So, th- so that like they see themselves as very makeable. That's a very, um, yeah, a very human thing. You know, we, we think we can, uh, control everything. And, and now that they, they are at such a young age, they get confronted with that whole internet with, um, scientific or pseudo scientific, um, information about how, how to get the best out of their body, out of their life, out of their friendships. They start really, um, yeah, computing their reality and sort of like, uh, form it in a, in, in sometimes extreme ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the thing is also like, um, 
um, also the, the way they, they, um, they, yeah, the, what they relate to has also changed, you know? So, so if, if that one kid of 14 years old goes into extreme sports, um, and, and gets very muscled through by, by taking supplements and so on. And then he goes on the internet. Like, I mean, normally like, like 30 years ago, he would be the weird kid in the class and like the teacher would talk to his parents. And, but you have to know that now this kid goes home and there he has that tribe of people interested in exactly what he's interested in. They support him and they sort of push him to even go further. And that brings us to like the next trend that that is about the underweb tribes. Mm-hmm. Basically like a sort of new um uh yeah a, a new web of underground cultures uh, that exists nowadays would also uh yeah yeah you you have all those those um interest groups going on discussing certain stuff up, on all different uh platforms and that is where um another challenge for youth workers i think because they are from they're often older and uh and and it's very i mean even for youth researchers it's very hard to get into those uh, internet worlds because there are so many and you also need, I mean, you need to find them first of all, and then you need to be, yeah, able to be there and to spy on, on, on what they are doing there in a way. And that sometimes that, that means that you have to be accepted by them. Um, sometimes there are like open Facebook groups, but there are other like communities, uh, on, on, yeah, that are like less accessible. Yeah, it's interesting because um, when you are now talking about young people who, for example, start um, hacking their bodies through sports and radical sports and super defining their bodies, etc. I was thinking in my head, okay, but maybe a lot of youth workers will react to this saying, well, that's not a trend in my village. In my village, the kids just hang around and sit on the sidewalk and chit chat. But now that you say this, um, another question popped in my head, which is, if these if these tribes are so accessible, right? Because on the web I can find my tribe by having an interest, joining a group, and joining a, a website or whatever else. Could it be that uh, uh, some young people they're not necessarily acting upon a lot of these trends, but they are following them anyway? So they might be hanging around, sitting on the side floor, talking to their youngsters, but actually they're still following online a lot of interests that. Maybe the youth workers, the parents, the adults around them are not aware of. Yes, yeah, sure. I mean, also like the the examples that I'm giving, and also the examples that I I I mostly study are the extremes. I already told you, like it's like studying the avant-garde. So so we pick out those weirdos um, because they they make. It's so, I mean, the, the example is so clear, you know, like, I mean, there are very good examples to, to illustrate those trends, but it is about like, um, yeah, like if, if you would, tr- uh, need to translate like that super sculpted self to, to, um, the daily youth work with like 
the normal youth, let's say, I mean, what you can conclude out of this is that like the, that there is a sort of ID that you can become whoever you want to be. All the tools are there. And there is also sort of like a pressure from peers, like to, I mean, yeah, to, to be somebody, you know, and, and that are things. And also the whole idea about health, for example, is another, um, um, concrete thing that is very, yeah, present in the, in, in like the more mainstream, uh, youngsters as well. Yeah. And I, I can relate it to simple stuff like, um, all the makeup tutorials nowadays that completely transform Mm-hmm. your face and this they're very famous online or the way that kids look up to Ronaldo as as a prototype of a guy you know who completely made himself what it is what he is by effort and by practicing and by um, being extremely disciplined etc so I can see what you're saying on not so extreme examples as well right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are there other trends? I'm super curious now. <laughs> I want to know them all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we also described some trends about like the ex- experiment with the mind, uh, the mindful mind fucking uh, trend, like after like, like everybody rediscovered their bodies by doing yoga. There was a lot of, uh, um, um, experimenting going on with the brains, you know? Mm-hmm. So we had some, uh, some, some trends happening. Of course, it was all influenced by the, uh, um, partly, uh, legalization of marijuana in the States. So a lot of like, a lot was written over there about like, um, yeah. Um, substances that bring you in other spaces, uh, and that sort of unlock, um, parts of your brain. Then we had like a trend about micro dosing. Apparently that was, uh, coming from, uh, from Silicon Valley. Apparently taking like a micro, micro doses of LSD, uh, makes you more productive. And creative and creative. They, they expect to be more creative because you can touch, uh, other parts of the brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of like experimenting with that, with that mind. Um, a trend that was not in the report yet, but uh, that I'm working on now is, uh, yeah, the holy wokeness. There is a lot to do now about like being woke. Uh, and I mean, that can be filled in in very different ways, but it is about like being conscious about what's happening, living in the world today and knowing what is going on but as well um like yeah so it can also mean like being spiritually woke a lot of uh, experimenting around spirituality which which is also has a lot to do with of course the secularized world where we are living in now like people sort of long for guidance in life and are uh yeah searching and reading um uh, about spirituality also creating on festivals more spiritual feels when all when many people are together um so yeah that's uh a little bit the mindfulness um um related to like that being woke <laughs> and another um Another one that is very interesting is a, a trend amongst like the, the creatives where you see that like that, that search for 
newness all the time, you know, like if you, I mean, if, if that, that internet is available all the time. So, so yeah, it is, it, it's all a matter of looking for fresh inspiration. And what we see is that youngsters, um, browse the margin which is the name of the the trend browsing the margin and was also the name of the trend rules uh, trend report um it's about going in the corners of society to look for uh, for inspiration um yeah talking to homeless people uh yeah looking at their dress codes sort of getting inspiration in the vulgar in the vicious in uh yeah sharing images with each other that are cruel that are nasty um all this kind of uh, stuff yeah <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's a lot of cool stuff and i'm just thinking about myself now as a poor youth worker mm-hmm. and and then what can i do with all this as you're saying now i mean if you should give me a simple advice or what, what should i do or change in my approach towards the young people where, where should i start I think the most important thing to start with is talking with them. And for example, the trends that I've been describing can be a conversation starter and, and then like listen to them and sort of, um, grasp because of course, like, I mean, you have sort of, you have like a global culture, you have like an, a sort of, um, creative avant-garde culture, but it doesn't mean that that applies for you guys locally because, you all come from different different countries. Um, so yeah, talk to them is my, my biggest advice ever. But it is not always easy to sort of, yeah, make them talk or get the right information out of them. So being aware of what what is happening amongst those freaks and those weirdos can be interesting and inspiring and, and open the conversation. A few other things, like, of course, like all those trends come with a certain advice to um, yeah, policymakers, youth workers or marketeers. And, um, yeah, if you think about like that blurred lives where uh, the blurred lives trends where people sort of long to be be undefined, support them like in their struggle with a, a sort of an extreme open mindedness be aware of your own frame of reference try to not judge all these kind of advices are things that you can uh yeah learn out by by reading about those uh trends embrace the vagueness as well like we will have to accept that we will not be able to uh to define things um yeah it gives us sort of like a, like an like an insight in what yeah that you could learn from. Mm-hmm. And where can a youth worker learn more from this? Where where can he get this kind of information? Is it available? Is this something that uh, that youth workers can access? Um, of course, there are the amazing publications from Trendwolves, <laughs> and then there are. Also, like very mag- uh, many magazines and many many like uh, lifestyle, um, um, yeah, magazines where you can yeah get a glimpse of what is happening and where those things are um, um, described. But the thing is, like in general, um, yeah, you it it's not it's not that easy. It, it 
in general, like the, the content is not, it is a, it's a very complex matter, understanding culture and even more nowadays that we live in multicultural societies, it is very hard. So, yes. I mean, it's not because I'm an expert and I'm, I'm working in this field, but I think like, like letting you guide by somebody who has a lot of expertise around this, um, is I think like a good uh, solution or like getting the trainers trained or um, like, for example, what we have done um, um, at, with Trent Wolves, we went uh, last year to the European Youth Conference in Malta, where we also gave a training about uh, how we saw things moving to all the trainers of the young people over there. Yeah. I mean, some people are very intuitive with this kind of matter and they 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 manage themselves to to stay up to date but i can say that it's quite a full-time job to stay yeah to to uh, stay up to date on the other hand like as i already said like um including like that constant dialogue with youngsters in your daily practice will also help you a lot i think right i, I think what you're saying, well, it's, what is popping up in my mind when you're saying that is that youth workers should be trend watchers themselves in the sense that they should be open and searching for what's going on on the young people's lives uh, as years pass by and new youngsters keep coming to their centers or to the places where they work, right? They, they should be open to sense uh, there should be a little bit antennas that sense these these trends and checking constantly with their youngsters what's going on in their lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, it's all about empathy these days, and it's not only in the youth sector. That's the same in like for for marketeers, for example. They have to be super sensitive about what their target group is all about, and the same with like yeah, it it. It applies to many, and that's also the the fact that you yeah there there is so much technology that that um is yeah that allows us to to yeah go deep and go in places where other people don't know that we are and um and that that whole underweb uh, tribes trends um is also about that so so everything is about empathy and understand trying to understand each other and i think that's one of the most important uh characteristics uh of a youth worker right okay ellen we're almost uh, at the end here of our of our little interview but we have a present for you the previous guest left a question uh for you and uh, not knowing who you are and the question he left uh this is from Yosef, and he's a, he's somebody, he's a youth worker that uses game-based learning with his young people. And he said that he would like you to answer this question. What should he answer to parents who ask him a lot of the time, um, a lot of times, what is the right amount of time my, I should allow my son or daughter to stay on the internet playing or being on a screen? So this was his question. What would be your comment on this? So it's the hardest thing to give advice to parents. Like I think like everybody parents the way they think they have to parent and they just have to follow their intuition. I think it's not really about uh, the right amount of time, but also what are they doing on the internet? And I think it's just, um, yeah, 
uh, parents should be should as well talk to their kids and ask them and what are you doing here and what is this game about and and yeah make it like a like a a topic of discussion mm-hmm. and then for the rest like see what they're wasting their time on and then of course yeah make sure that they have a decent amount of uh, offline time learn them what it is to be offline because often the parents are uh, limiting the internet time of their kids but they're on the internet themselves all the time so take them out I mean kids are very happy if you take them to to the park and go play with them um, so yeah, it's a not very uh, concrete uh, answer, probably, but yeah. Um, is on this neither, so I think it's fair yeah. enough. <laughs> and Ellen, so you can revenge now. What would be a question you'd leave for the next guest? Um, I have been wondering for a long time what like a good way is to um, make youngsters participate in policy making. Um, because there are some initiatives also on a European level, um, also on a local level, and it's a, yeah a topic that really interests me. Okay, so what can be done to involve more the young people on the policy making level? Yeah, yeah, and also make sure that that next generation um, is part of. I mean, sort of helps us building the world of tomorrow. Right. It's a very difficult question. <laughs> the next guest will be happy. <laughs> okay, and just uh, for me to check, then, then what I'm taking as a message is uh, be curious, don't judge, shut up, and listen to those young people you have there. Do I have it right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to need uh, a lot of effort, but I will try my best. <laughs> I, I think that uh, the, young, the young people, they need guidance, but they don't need them that we tell them everything that they have to do. I think that's that. It's the main yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being more like a mentor, a supporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In their journey. Be there. Be there when they try, but uh, when they try and they fail, and but uh, don't judge. I think that's the what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you very much, Ellen. It was really, really nice to hear and to hear your expertise on these issues. I think it, you put very good questions and you left very good uh, food for thought for for youth workers that are listening to us. And we wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. And thanks for doing this. I think it's very uh, valuable uh, that you started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we hope so. Okay, cool. Ciao. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. That's the end of episode number five of the Talking Use Work podcast. It's been a great journey so far and a great journey ahead. So stay with us. See you next time. This podcast is funded by the Erasmus Plus Use Watch program powered by Tim Meisch and the editorial board of UMAC University of Applied Sciences. Kari Kero, Jarmo Roxa and Christiana Vesama with the support of all the Future Labs partners.